good morning and welcome to Stony Brook Church. It is a joy to be here with you today. I am Pastor Jennifer Casey and I bring you greetings today on behalf of our preacher, Pastor Mary Jo Yakel. Uh, as we are doing everything in this season, Advent is going to look a little bit different this year. We won't be able to gather as we normally do to hang all of the decorations around the church and trim the tree together. Uh, but not to worry, you are in safe and capable hands of our visual arts team who will be uh, taking care of the space for us. Uh, and since we are not able to gather this year, they have decided to put together um, a, an Advent wreath kit for our youngest will be receiving this kit. It is an advent wreath and in this bag the team has put everything together that your kiddo will need uh, in order to create a craft for each week that will go on their advent wreath. So um, if you have a small one at home and you would like for them to receive their very own advent wreath this year, um, you can find the sign up link or on our website, or in our weekly newsletter. Um, also, the United Methodist Women, their annual bake sale to support Bethlehem on Broad Street, um, will look a little bit different this year. Rather than baking cookies for that ministry, um, you are invited to buy factory packaged cookies. Obviously, it's the safest way to still uh, support our ministry partners through Broad Street United Methodist Church, and so this is how we are going to bless them this year. Um, you can drop off your cookies on our front porch between November 19th and December 4th, and we will make sure that they will uh, get to Broad Street. And then finally, uh, the staff and a crew of people have been working diligently to plan a live nativity experience this year that will happen on December 12th. And we are needing you. This is your chance to get in on the fun and help be a part of this event, not just for Stony Brook Church, but for the greater Gahanna community. We're looking for actors to appear in each of the scenes. We're looking for people to help build the sets and do a variety of other things. Uh, you will find a link in your newsletter should you like to uh, participate in that, or you can always reach out to Emily Keener, our Director of Outreach and Missions. At this time, I invite you to quiet your hearts and your minds as the prelude prepares us for worship.
is with that same prayerful spirit of joy that we go to our Lord in prayer. Promise of the ages, we come to you this day to choose the way you set before us, strengthen our convictions, and grant us patience in our waiting as we watch for signs of your coming kingdom. Help us teach your children your ways that we may pass on a better world to the generations to come. Amen. join me in a spirit of prayer. Here we are, God, scattered yet gathered, worshiping you. Have we told you lately how much we love you? You are our everything, the sun, the moon, and everything in between. You are amazing. We know it, we see it, and we experience it, and yet we still have the tendency to forget. Forgive us, God. We are living in scary times. Our fears play out in so many unhelpful ways. 
A global pandemic is no laughing matter. It has us distraught, distrusting, and judgmental of others. Help us to recenter on you, O oh God. Guide our thoughts, our behaviors, and our actions into those which are best for all. We truly want to live out the commandment to love others as you have loved us for it is you who have shown us what sacrificial love looks like. Help us to do the same. And just when we feel overwhelmed by the realities of life, hurricanes, grief, violence, oppression, broken relationships, we see something different. A pet warming themselves in the sun, the birds singing in the cool air, a human offering a hot meal, and our hearts begin to settle, our fears begin to dissipate, and you shimmer through the scariness, reminding us that you're always there, no matter what. Thank you. Thank you for being our God. We love you. And as your beloved creations who pray with joy in our hearts, we join our voices together as we pray the prayer our Lord taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
Amen, my sisters. Amen. I've been teased a lot, lady, for forgetting to take my mask off. It's just becoming normal, you know? I want to make sure that we all get through this together and that when we cross that line of being able to join together, everybody's here. That's my goal. It's kind of like the ultimate three-legged race. I'm tied to you. You got one of me. Let's see if we can rock and roll this together. Friends, we are invited to turn our attention to Scripture it is one of the many forms of communication that we have during a worship service. We have song, we have prayer. Literally, we have simple presence. May these words bless your heart in such a way that you glean them and claim them and welcome them into our being. We continue our work on what it is to be believers of the kingdom of God coming and also being here right now. The Parable of the Talents. For it is as if a man, going on a journey, summons his slaves and entrusts to him, them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who received five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had two talents made two more talents. But the one who received one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And then the one with two talents came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you did, where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you, that I reap where I do not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with ten. For to all those who have more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. 
And as for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? And now, almighty God, either through or in spite of this, thy servant speak to these, your beloved ones. Take our love, O Lord, for we pour it at thy feet. Take ourselves, for we shall ever only be for thee. In the name of the one who saves us, amen. I do not get to see the, uh, the prayer before I preach, but I'm starting off with a kitty story. Um, the two monsters who I share my current household with are not the first cats who have been a part of my life. The, the first cat I, uh, who became a part of my life was named Meshach. Uh, she was joined by Abendigo, and later Buffy joined us. Needless to say, I love the humor of that because just when you think it's predictable, it ain't. Now, Meshach grew into a many-year-old cat. I think she was finally 18 when she surrendered this life to go do whatever animals do. And in her older age, eating became a problem. She had been raised on a bowl of dry food that was always available. And much later in life, she discovered that freshly cooked chicken picked off the bone was the best thing this side of Mississippi. And so when the cooking pot was on the stove, she would come and sit by her bowl and begin to argue with me that it was feeding time. And so I would bring out other options for her. We would try cottage cheese and tuna fish. But I have to tell you, if there was any way possible to get warm, freshly picked chicken, she was all about it. She'd sit there and meow, as if to say, hey, I see what you put on the floor, but what else you got? What else you got? This attitude of there's food in front of me, there's options on the floor, but I want to see what else you got might be a good picture for us to sit in during these days. It's almost as if we're in the midst of a time in our lives where the limitations that are being lowered in onto the living of our days have so overwhelmed us that we look up to heaven and we want to meow or chatter or complain that there are limitations we don't like. And so we ask God, what else you got? In our story today, we have three slaves who are gifted a moment that will transform their lives. Their master is going to leave town 
Um, I have some particular memories of high school days when my sister and I were home alone and mom and dad left town. Can I tell you what the kitchen looked like? What else you got? The master was leaving town, but before he went, he gave them some responsibility to live into. One got five, one got two, and one got one. You know, I have a dear friend who is particularly fond of this story, and he calls himself the one-talent pastor. Now, at one talent, and to this day, the proliferation of his talents are offered to his communities that he lives in, one talent. You know, if, if you've not done any research into the scripture, one of the things you need to do is get into that word talent because it is an amazingly huge thing. One talent is the equivalent of 12,000 days of pay. How many would like to deal with 12,000 days of pay? Can I get an amen from the back pew? Yeah, there we go. Thank you very much. I'll take 12,000 days of pay. And I'd even love to live into the joy of seeding them and fruiting them and enjoying them. But we get hooked up into this one, one talent, as if we're like my little Meshach, and we look at our one talent, and we put our hands on our hips and say, what else you got, as if it's not enough. The blessing of the 12,000 hours of pay is to help us remember that the God we love, the Lord we serve, is generous beyond our imagination, and when we get into our impatient zone, we need to take a time out and get in touch with all that we have. But even if it is only a one-talent moment, isn't that not enough? Could that not be all we need? Could we not be blessed with one? Or do we continue to buy into this understanding that what else you got, God, is where we want to live? Where, where else? What else can we? I want to take you back into the study a little bit and, and tell you that I thought this was kind of fun. It was in the Middle Ages that this word talent really got into the Christology that we now live into. I have a talent, I lay it before my God. The word talent took on this idea of God-abledness. Even with one talent, you are God-abled. And to live into it is the way to respond, to claim it fully, to express it openly. This is the gift 
of a uh, medieval age understanding of the talent. Yet, there is this little moment of grist in this parable. It is the moment where the slave with the one talent comes to the master for the reckoning and says, I was totally freaked out. I was completely scared. I totally shut down. I knew you to be a hard master. And because I was so afraid, I hid my talent in the ground. So, so at least you'd have it. I wouldn't lose it. You could have it back. But the master confronts him and says, fear is not an excuse. You chose inactivity. You chose withdrawal. You chose incompetency. You could have at least invested. You could have shared it. There's a part of me that um, always feels a little sad for the one talent pastor or the one talent slave. You know, I understand what it is to be frozen in fear. There was a moment where I got to play Annie Oakley in Annie Get Your Gun, and I hit the stage on the first night, and it's a great big all-out production, and I have most of it to sing, and my brain locked up. Couldn't find the words to save me. And so the music played on, and we kind of danced, and then there was a moment where it unthawed, and the music came, and then the joy came, (laughs) and then the fun came, and the rest of the play unfolded. Thanks be to God. I have compassion for those who freeze out of fear. I understand it. And there is always this part of me that wants to go to the foot of the Lord and say, wait a minute, God, what about the reality that life is really hard? How shall we teach our children to come into moments of great fear to, stre- to hold their feet solidly on the ground, to stretch out and to be available to the encouragement of each other and God. The other thing that I love about my life is how church camp has been a part of it. There's a great church camp south of us. One of the things they did of late was to put in a full all-out ropes course. Have you ever seen those ropes course? You know, where you go, I ain't doing that. Thank you very much. I like the ground. It's working for me. A young man attended the school, and he put on the harness and he hooked up to the rope and he went up to the highest pole and he looked down and went, I ain't doing this. And he was carefully coached. And he was reminded that he was in a harness. 
and that there were safety ropes all around him, that if he chose, he could experience what it is to take a leap of faith and dive off that pole and experience the safety of the rope that held him. Now, remember, this is a church camp, so everything you do is related to our faith. And as he came to the ground, he looked at his coach and said, Oh my gosh, look what I just did. I think I could do it without the safety rope now. She said, let's do it. And they did it. Who is going to teach our children to no longer be trapped in the death grip of fear in the midst of the hardest times of life? how to live as fully, whether one talent or two talent or five talent, to trust the generosity of God and to take a leap and try it. There is another scripture passage that helps us more fully understand what it is to be a servant of God willing to take the leap to see what else God has to explore it. Who then are the faithful and wise servants whom their master puts in charge of giving food at the right time to those who live in his house? Happy are the servants whom the master finds fulfilling their responsibilities when he comes. fulfilling our responsibility to honor each other, to encourage each other, to be instruments of faithfulness in the presence of each other so that our wee ones and our old ones experience this sense of safety. What else you got? Turns into us standing in the presence of the Eternal One saying, Lord, what else you need from me? Lord, what else you need? For I am here to empty my love at the foot of thy cross in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
Dear friends, as we prepare to return to the world with the encouragement that we have received from our scripture, from our songs, from our prayers, we give thanks for the privilege of responding. It's been a couple of weeks, but we would absolutely welcome your pledge card in response to our 2020 pledge campaign. Revive us, O Lord, for a faithful future. Whatever you need, Lord, we're willing to give. We thank you for those who have responded and are grateful for those who will. In our departure time, may we remember that it is the servants of God who go out into the world taking the encouragement of the faith with us. So if you would join with me in our traditional benediction, may it be a blessing to you. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing, rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Amen. Thank you.